<laughs> All right, rewind that tape. Welcome to Faith Beats, a podcast from First Presbyterian Church in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I'm your host, Reverend Mark Mades. Faith Beats is a podcast about the questions of life and rhythms of faith, community, and imagination through the narrative lens of storytelling, arts, and spiritual practices. Each episode uses a different medium to take a unique approach of exploring how faith intersects our lives. New releases drop on the second and fourth Friday of each month. And this happens to be our last episode of season two. So we won't be here next month. We're taking a little break, but we'll be back in February with some new episodes, new hosts, new guests. It's going to be great. Join us. But today I have two incredibly awesome special guests with us, the Reverend Megan Berry, the Reverend Evans McGowan, and we're talking about faith and movies, perhaps faith and Christmas movies. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Heck yeah, baby. <laughs> Welcome, Evans and Megan, uh, back to the podcast. It's great to be here. Yes, it's very good to be here. Well, tis the season for watching movies with blankets. And hot cocoa. And hot cocoa, a must. So we've talked in the past on this podcast about spiritual practices. Christmas break is upon us. One of the things I hear from a lot of people, what do you like to do? Watch movies. So my question for you two, starting us off today, is how do you feel about movies, as watching movies, as a spiritual practice? Oh, I think movie watching can definitely be a spiritual practice. 100%. Amen. Say more, say more, say more. <laughs> well, because when you watch movies, you are seeing like in real time, the ethics and the theology of what those producers and writers either consciously or subconsciously believe in. And so that enters into your brain, either subconsciously or consciously. We can learn so much if we choose to engage that side of our brain. And like every spiritual practice, like you have to choose to engage in it. It's a discipline. So yes, it can be if you choose it to be. I love that. I, there's an intentionality mm -hmm. that goes with it. I love that. Absolutely. I mean, I think we all need a break, especially as pastors. So I think just taking a break is a spiritual practice. And if it's watching Amen. a movie. <laughs> then, there you go. There you go. Then there you have it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, rhythms of rest are important for all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, do you ever feel. So let's let's walk this back a little bit. So I love reading, but there was a point where a certain kind of reading felt like work have you ever felt that way and with if, movies and if so i was gonna say <laughs> about movies at all is there ever oh. a couple, a watching time. a movie is work <laughs> well depends on how like you're approaching it so like for me it was like any like non-fiction felt like work for some reason i don't know what it was like a documentary yeah maybe a documentary it's, feels like work, feels like work. Mm. <laughs> i can see that yeah especially with like things that aren't reality breaking so like thinking about fictional stories whether it's a holiday movie or not 
it's it's a break from your current reality whereas a documentary is very much you know this is real time this is the earth today that you know whatever that can feel very too real (laughs) yeah yeah too real no it's it's true like i mean that's about real life and it's talking about that but you know i'm I'm going back to this idea of uh, spiritual practice as a break and if i have to force myself to stay awake to watch a movie i mean that that then it becomes work i was watching a movie the other day the alpinist on uh, netflix it's a documentary took me three nights (laughs) to watch it's a great movie great movie don't get me wrong i recommend it especially for those who like me are into adventure and Mm -hmm. test the limits of your abilities and mm-hmm. climbing mountains. But um, ultimately, um, yeah, it took me three nights. So I think, I think just the ability to stay awake, that's that's about as much work as I have to do to like watch a movie. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like books, like you got to hold it. Yeah. You got to keep your eyes open, mm-hmm. just like movies. But then you also have to like track. Like you could be reading, your, your, your mind could be going through the pages, but then you're like, wait, who's talking? Like what's, mm-hmm. what's going on? Which I guess could happen in movies too. But I do hear you, like, especially when someone recommends a movie, like, we might be doing a little bit, and then you're watching it, and I'm like, man, it's like a book, too. You're like, I mean, I know this is good, but, like, 50 pages in, or like, 50 minutes in, that's how, I, that's how far I got to get before it gets good? I mean, mm-hmm. at least you can fast forward in a movie. That's true. Or you can do some, you know, some other things while you watch. Mm-hmm. Bake Christmas cookies, wrap presents. I mean, that's when, like, movies come on. We start, mm-hmm. there's something yeah. about Christmas movies, too, with the nostalgia. But yes. I totally do that with, with movies I've seen before. Right, the rewatching. I, I can't watch mm-hmm. a new movie and do stuff. And that's a spiritual practice, right? It's repetitive. It's something you've already done. It's, it's, it becomes meditative, yeah, almost. Yeah, right, it gets you right. into the spirit. Yeah, that's it. That's, mm-hmm. You watch a new movie, and you're like, wait, i got to pay attention. Yeah. But if yeah. it's something you've already seen, you're just I waiting. I can't multitask to begin with, so. Yeah. <laughs> Can anyone actually multitask? I I ask as a professional multitasker. (laughs) Ooh, is this a challenge? (laughs) No, I just think I do it really poorly, but I think I believe I do it really well. In actuality, I do it very poorly. (laughs) I feel like you're still using 100% of your faculties, but you're just dividing them. Yeah. So you're doing it at half. If you're doing two things, you're each doing them half as good. You're doing three things, you're each doing a third of good. I I taught math, so... I can. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Love it. All right. So this episode is going live on Christmas Eve. So Merry Christmas to all of you who celebrate Christmas. Uh, we're within dun, dun, the Christmas dun, dun, spirit. Dun, 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 <laughs> what is your favorite Christmas movie? Movie, not song. Oh, I'm alone. Home alone. Come on, you gotta go home alone. I mean. I mean, my name's Evans, kind of a weird name, and the main character's name is Kevin, and even though they shouted it, Kevin! I was kind of that kid, too. <laughs> Got left behind. <laughs> no, but he made it, he, you know. He, Kevin he, is a psychopath. He is. I'll agree with that. In fact... But he had good reason to be. He goes too far. Well, apparently, in the original movie, like the or the original script of Home Alone... The, there was something about the robbers. For those of y'all listening, you should go like, look, like Google original script of Home Alone. And before it became what it was, they like flipped the script. Oh, interesting. Yeah, with the robbers and the that kid. Really interesting. Huh. Yeah, made the kid likable, which was kind of hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, think about it. He's like a kind of little jerk. <laughs> he is. Just mildly. 
Which is why, like, Miracle on 34th Street and other ones where, like, there's little kids involved. I'm just like, eh. It's just not... It's just not the same. <laughs> I like a little rebellion in my movies. You know, Miracle like, on 34th Street is, like, my yeah. fall asleep movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to fall asleep if I watch that. And therefore, it's not good. 100% don't know that I've watched the entire Miracle on 34th well, Street. Well, yeah, because you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> or I changed the channel. <laughs> yeah. Santa Claus, though, with Tim Allen. Uh, Tim Allen. 100%. Peak, yeah. peak Christmas movie. It really is. Yeah. I actually haven't seen it, so uh, put what that on is? the list. I'm naughty. I'm usually on the naughty list, but I'm going <laughs> to put this one on the good list so that I watch it. Watch the whole trilogy. I'm a little speechless. There's a trilogy? It's a trilogy. Whoa, trilogy. you're talking about a huge commitment here. <laughs> we got Matrix 4 coming out, and you want, I, I got to watch this too? Yes. <laughs> You have until oh. next Christmas. I'm really curious if Matrix 4 is going to be a Christmas movie. But before we get to what makes a Christmas movie, Mark, what's your favorite movie? Oh, man. I was, hoping, I was trying to avoid it. Yeah, you were. I actually like, I very much like both of those. Uh, those two movies are definitely must-watches. I've already watched them. Um, You're talking about Santa Claus and Miracle yeah. on 34th Street? No, Santa Claus and Home Alone. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> you keep falling asleep on the 34th. I, I would definitely fall asleep. Yeah. Why? Um, Die Hard. I, I'll share an adopted movie, favorite Christmas movie of mine, which is White Christmas. Mm-hmm. You adopted uh, it from who? My wife. Oh, my wife that's, too. That's her favorite nice. movie, and so I, it's 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 become a tradition in the home to watch that, and I like it. I like Good, the, the classic, like the, like the, the music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like movies with singing. Megan, what about you? My favorite Christmas movie, mm-hmm. Santa, Claus. Oh, the Santa Claus, with Tim Allen. <laughs> Apparently, I did not write that down. <laughs> I'm going to write that down right now. Short memory here. This is totally saying good. <laughs> All right, so we got Home Alone, the Santa Claus. White Christmas. White Christmas. And White Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's early in the morning. But also a Charlie Brown Christmas. So good. Yeah. Classic. So good. We're going to come back to that, I think, maybe. In a Absolutely. Bit. I also really like the claymation Christmas movies. Oh, like, the, yeah, the reindeer. Oh, and, I don't like those. Yeah, they are kind of creepy, but still good. <laughs> I, I think it's more nostalgia for me. That's uh, fair. Because that's what I, I watched when I was young. Yeah. yeah. Later in life, I, I should also do a shout out for Elf. It's, uh, oh, yeah. Elf is a modern classic. You know, Ooh. Elf was doing TikTok things they're doing on TikTok videos before tiktok is existed you know what all those little things are doing no an the, elf the little shenanigans yeah like think about elf as a character you're walking into a store running around a thing and like like that i feel like that would go viral on tiktok that's what's like that's what makes the whole movie annoying is that he does those kind of things and you're just like clearly that was done just Maybe for likes and views on things that are on tiktok Ooh, getting depth here yeah. But I really want to know like what what makes it a Christmas movie? Like Elf, clearly it's called Elf. Santa Claus, clearly. <laughs> That's about Home Alone though? You shouldn't be home alone on Christmas. It's almost like the antithesis of a Christmas movie. But then they, it's you true. know, make it about it cuz it happens at Christmas. So it, it has to like does it have to happen during Christmas time? Do there have to be decorations? Mm. Does there have to be like characters? I mean, what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? I think I'm I'm pretty Low standards for my answer, which is if it happens during Christmas, it's a Christmas movie. So therefore, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. For sure. Yeah. 
What if it just comes out at Christmas, like Star Wars or something? Mm. No, no, it's got to like occur like within the movie time frame. It's got to occur. I think so. I think I can agree to that. I think originally I would have leaned more towards it needs to be like, you know, Santa Claus or Mm. Elf or Charlie Brown Christmas. Like it needs to encompass Santa or Jesus or, you know, something. Oh, wait, we just said Jesus? Jesus. What? What does Jesus have to do with Christmas? I don't know, man. (laughs) I skipped that class in seminary. I only studied the Gospel of Mark, not Matthew or Luke. So but it's got to talk directly about some Christmas stuff. Originally, I would have said yes, but I think anything that encompasses that holiday spirit, like mm. I consider like blankets of snow and trees and like decorations, like anything that feels, you know, like I want to be warm and cozy as the Christmas spirit. So Michigan's going to be really great. <laughs> So what was that movie like with the, like, there's a lot of snow and it made you like feel really cold with Liam Neeson. Um, it's like the dark, the wolf, the, where he, where, where he kills the wolf. Yeah. Well, you oh, just gave spoiler. away a spoiler. spoiler. Oh. Anyway, anyway, does, is that, or the, or how about, uh, the Rembrandt, the Rembrandt? I don't know either of these the, movies. I'm just naming. Yeah. But I think, like, or, um, but do those occur like in December. There's snow. Yeah. There's snow and it's cold. But is there like Christmas decorations? There, there are no Christmas <laughs> decorations in those. Okay. I see it. Yeah. There is a line there. It's not yeah. just that. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, it's about. Those would be more like Krampus and less Santa Claus. Okay. And that's more Halloween territory than Christmas territory. So I think if you like throw up some Christmas decorations, I mean, we got to throw in some uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation here. Ooh, not yes. not necessarily entirely family friendly, but you know, when you get to teenage years and stuff, it's, oh, it's yeah. it becomes a family movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Christmas decorations and that play a thing. I, I like how that that plays a role. But but for me, some of these movies it's about family. Like even Die Hard, it's about you know him trying to get his family back together and, or save his wife or I don't know something like that. But when I think about like the spirit of Christmas, think about the generosity, think about family, mm. coziness as well. So when we talked to our fellow staff members about this, Love Actually was a movie that came out. Happened during Christmas time, but it was all about, you know, what is love? What is love mm-hmm. actually? And <laughs> haha, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> um but but really like like there's certain themes of Christmas that I was kind of curious that kind of makes it that and I think that's what ties it into the the Christmas story you know the OG Jesus Christmas yeah, story absolutely so what, so what are those what are some of those themes that I feel like kind of make it mm-hmm. well I mean you already named one generosity mm. yeah I feel like that is a a hallmark Christmas movie maker. Yeah, generosity of the wise men, you know, mm-hmm. carries throughout the centuries. Yes, and yes. Yeah. Frankincense was never again given as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> or myrrh. Gold. Gold was definitely given. Yep. <laughs> the gold's the only one that stuck, or, stuck around. Yeah. But I think coming together, right? I mean, it's mm-hmm. about the family. Yeah. So a little preview, if you all do hear this on Christmas Eve, <clears throat> I'll be given the uh, homily. And I'm going to be talking about coming home. You know, there's a census happening and, and Mary and Joseph are traveling to Bethlehem. And um, the reason, you know, why, why Bethlehem? Why are they going there? And you could say, well, it's the tie into the prophecy, which, you know, that's, <laughs> that's valid. 
<laughs> but it's also because Joseph, his family's from there. Mm. It's kind of ironic that, you know, <laughs> he doesn't have family to stay with. <laughs> they got to go to an inn and then a manger. But, you know, it's about him going back to his, his lineage, you know, coming home in, in, in some ways. And I think that, you know, whether it's Home Alone or Natural Lampoons or Santa Claus and something, there's, there's something homey about that. And when you don't have a home, like I think Santa Claus is kind of a father figure. I think uh, gifts, mm-hmm. you know, Megan, you did the family to family Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. And so like mm-hmm. creating family or, you know, when reaching out to families mm-hmm. who aren't able to provide for um, their loved ones or mm-hmm. just you know, having one family take care of another family. I mean, to me, that's about the generosity, the connection. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. To be able to give gifts to those who um, may not be receiving gifts this year for one reason or another, and to be able to say, yeah, it wasn't all about me (laughs) this this holiday. Because how easy is that for us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But let's not forget about the shepherds too. It's not about wise men and giving gifts. I mean, the shepherds right. show up and they, they don't bring anything. I mean, they're right. like, oh, wait, we're supposed to bring something? Like, they you know, show up though. They yeah. showed up. They might have brought some sheep. I mean, they had to eat something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they had something. That's why we have lamb at Christmas, by the way. No. But but for real, like they show up, but what do they show up at? They show up, you know, we talk about the star in the sky and the yep. miracle and, you know, there's there's people that debate, you know, was there actually a supernova then and like mm-hmm. how, how did the wise men find baby Jesus? But I mean, the shepherds were like, you know, they're not coming out. They're not coming from the fields without a bunch of angels singing to them. I mean, the miraculous mm-hmm. nature, the magical nature of this season, I think is also a theme that, yeah. that something miraculous moves you to go someplace, to gather someplace, mm-hmm. to go see for your with your own eyes. Yeah, you know, you talk about um, a Christmas Carol and, and mm-hmm. Scrooge and yeah. stuff, but like, and uh, the Grinch. Mm-hmm. You know, these are some other themes in these Christmas movies where your heart opens. You know, your heart's mm-hmm. little, two sizes too small. Like, what's going to open up your heart? What's the miracle? What's the magic that's going to expand not just your your eyes and your vision, but also your heart, so that you can mm-hmm. be generous in that kind of way so that you can have a family so that you can love one another yeah i love that i love that and i think that's a great way to sort of wrap up our conversation today uh but we're going to end with one last question and it is if you had to recommend a movie maybe it's the movie you love maybe it's not the movie you love that speaks to this theme of generosity that you're uh you really feel is christmas christmassy um, what would that be? What would be your recommendation for folks listening at home uh, to watch? You know, I think I'm going to go with a Charlie Brown Christmas. Yes. Um, it doesn't. It probably <clears throat> speaks to the theme of generosity. I'll admit it's been a couple years since I watched it, but one of my favorite things about that particular movie is um, if you've watched any of the Charlie Brown movies, you know that um, I believe it's Linus is always carrying around a blankie. It's his security yeah. it's it's how he feels safe it's what it, it keeps him going um and they're retelling the christmas story particularly from the gospel of luke and so as linus is narrating it when it gets to the part where he says do not be afraid he drops his blanket he drops his security he drops the thing that makes mm. him feel most safe and really steps into that narrator role to give the the gospel story. And so to see like, you know, do not be afraid. 
God is with you. Jesus is here. Emmanuel, Jesus is with mm. us. God is with us. Um, it's really, it's, it can be a really poignant moment if you look for it. Absolutely. That's yeah. a great, uh, that's a great recommendation. And it's probably on TV. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. I believe it's streaming on either Disney Plus or Apple TV. Oh, excellent. You Apple TV, to- just confirmed. Check it out. Charlie Brown Christmas. One of our colleagues represents. Uh, recommended the Polar Express. Uh, yeah, Tom Ooh. Hanks in that one. Um, that's also that's on HBO. If you want to see that one, but that's that's good because I think some of the generosity is about um, not just kind of the gift giving, but yeah, like mm-hmm. opening yourself up, but dropping that security blanket. I think there's all there's always a lot of symbolism um, in Christmas movies, and so I like the ones that are. Um, less overt um but i will i will gotta say i gotta say going back to my my favorite christmas movie going up black and white i mean we're talking old school it's a wonderful life and there's some overt imagery i mean you literally have an angel fall from sky and you know every time um there's a jingle bell an angle an angel gets its wings kind of thing so like there's some uh overt they kind of make it hard but um you know, it starts off with a song like um, Buffalo Bill, Won't You Come Out Tonight, Won't You Come Out Tonight, and they're going to bring down the moon. And um, But it's about like a really real story about a guy who is uh, is hurting and how people just love him through it, and that he can't see the good works that he's doing unless he sees it through other people's eyes. And so to me, seeing the story again through a child's eyes uh, going as we come to Christmas again, I mean, why do we keep talking about this Christmas story? I think it's to see it through someone else's eyes, whether it's a family of family Christmas, whether uh, it's a child, whether it's uh, the shepherds, the wise men, uh, we can each, the animals, we can each enter into the story from a different perspective and then, and, and then re-understand and re-feel and um, continue to expand our love for one another in that way so it's a wonderful life is one that uh it's it's the og for me i always go back to it it's the classic well i think both movies you talked about really speak to watching movies as a spiritual practice amen so i hope that love uh, it all of you listening will if you haven't watched one of those, we'll make some time to watch one of those movies uh, this uh, Christmas season. Because Christmas is a season. We got two weeks. 12 days. 12 days. Yep. Well, that's our time for today. We want to thank all of you for listening. And we want to especially thank uh, Reverend Megan and uh, Reverend Evans for joining us today. Uh, this is our last episode for the season. Join us in February as we kick off season three of Faith Beats. Woohoo! All right. Thank you, Mark. You know what? Now that we just finished Christmas, I had an epiphany. This episode of Faith Beats is brought to you by First Presbyterian Church of Ann Arbor, where we aim to make God's love visible with open minds, open hearts, and open arms.
Uh, do y'all make homemade popcorn when you watch movies ever? I don't make homemade popcorn ever. If you mean like put it in my own microwave, yes. Oh, you gotta, you gotta get that on the stovetop. Oh, I do the stovetop when it comes like the kettle corn thing yeah, and yeah. it starts puffing up. Yeah, that's... It's like puffy puff. Megan, you're just shaking your head. No, <laughs> no. What do you like, DoorDash it? <laughs> no, I rip open the microwavable bag. I pop it in the microwave. Yeah, that's I homemade. pray it that's... doesn't burn. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> You know, there is a skill to that. Just not burning the popcorn. There's a skill to that, mm-hmm. I feel like. There is. Right? It's all about the ratio of how many unpopped kernels you have left mm-hmm. versus burnt kernels. It's yeah. a really fine thing. Yeah. yeah. Got to know, like, the microwave, the wattage, yep. the timing. That's... Is it rotating? Yes. Yep. Connoisseur of microwave popcorn. Well, and the thing is, you got to listen. Oh. Yeah. See? If you got to listen, it's like... Cause it starts like kind of soft, then it goes pop, 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 and then it starts going pop, pop, and then you gotta wait, and then it's like when you think you're gonna hear one and you don't, that's the time you gotta Ooh. take it out. That always happens with like ten seconds left, and I'm like, ah, do I care? <laughs> <laughs> you care because you're gonna get burnt. <laughs> but then all the kernels are popped. Right, but that's the thing. That's the ratio. See, yeah. if you pop all the kernels, you're probably going to have some burnt popcorn. Yeah. See, you're one who burns their marshmallows too, don't you? You're like, <laughs> I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to get this perfect golden brown, but no, no. I will say I did have a perfect golden brown s'more at the all-church bonfire. Oh. Which nice was impressive since I couldn't see anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, about, yeah, it's all about that listening. Yep.